Now, Paul did say this. On the other hand, in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In the Lord. In other words, there's a vanity. There's, there's, a, there's a vanity out there. But there's also a, a, a labor in the Lord that's not vain. There's a Bible reading in the Lord. There's a, a worship in the Lord. There is whatever you do for a living in the Lord that's not in vain. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. You can spend your life being a hard worker, working hard, and being productive, and it be in vain. That's the truth. If it's done as a, as a born-again person, if it is done outside the Lord... I'm going to tell you, it's vain. It's vain. Now, that's the truth. Now, you, may, you might struggle with that a little bit, and maybe you should. But that word toil there, uh, it means to labor with wearisome effort. Wearisome effort. And I think, think that's what we have with a lot of Christians is they're tired and they're wore out. They're, they're tired. Nobody, you know... You, it's because we have worn ourselves out doing stuff outside the Lord. Do you hear me? You've worn yourself out doing things that Jesus is not doing in you. And there's a good example in the Bible because I asked the Lord, Lord, give me one good, clear example in the Bible. One, I just want one. Just give me one easy one. And everybody should know what this easy one is. Yeah, because that's exactly what the Lord said. Read Luke 10. You know what's in Luke 10? I knew what was in Luke 10. I've been in Luke 10 many days in my life. Luke 10, turn over there, five pages down, or five chapters down. It's Mary and Martha. Everybody know Mary and Martha. But forget what you ever you heard about Mary and Martha. I'm not going to tell you what you already heard. Okay? Hopefully. Well, maybe not. Maybe you should have heard this. Are y'all with me, what I'm trying to say to you this morning? And this is, this is nothing. This is nothing. I'm not saying to you anything. I'm really not saying anything. Anything, this is just like a peanut and on the sun. You hear what I'm saying? It's just, it's just a, like a little seed. But it says this in verse, you know the story. I'm not going to read the whole story to you. You know, Jesus was going to go and eat at their house and, you know, and they were working to fixing a meal and Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. You know, oh, the righteous Mary and you know, poor old bad Martha. It says, Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, this is verse 40. Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. This, I don't believe this is a, a clash between being, you know, sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to Jesus and serving, serving Jesus just because of what Paul said. Um, but, you know, um, God doesn't appreciate what He doesn't initiate. You hear that? He doesn't appreciate it. He doesn't appreciate your service. If you're serving the Lord like Martha was, it dis is distracting. Because He said, she, it says she was distracted. See, it distracts you away from what you're really supposed to do doesn't mean Martha was supposed to be sitting at Jesus' feet necessarily. But she was distracted from something else. Because that's what distraction is. It's taking your attention away from what you should be doing. 
Okay, and then the results of it is a is a worrisome anxiousness that comes into your life. Now I want to ask some. I want you to ask people to raise their hand up. Don't have worry and anxiousness in their life. Raise your hand if you don't. I would like to. Hey, that's cool. Emerson's brother doesn't have that. Lord bless him. You're the only one in this room that don't have that. All the rest of us are just anxious and worried. And I think it's because we have gotten away from the fundamental thing in life. And I think the fundamental thing is, is we have gotten away from the gospel. We've gotten away, you know, you know, Jesus came, Jesus Christ came full of grace and truth, the Bible says. He didn't, and, and the order's important. Truth, we can preach truth all day. Well, truth's wonderful, but truth without grace is not a good deal. You know, it's a bad deal. And if you put truth before grace, it messes everything up. And I think the way our truth about the gospel has gotten messed up is because we've left out this grace. And I'm not going to just spend any more time because it's 12.30 and I'll be so consumed about being at 12.30 and I know everybody wants to go home. But I do want to say this. I think I have asked the Lord, Lord, what is wrong with our church? Because I think something's been wrong with our church. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, somebody asked me the other day about the church. I said, you know what about this church? This church has, will be long. It's got a healthy future. If I walked out of that church today, this church is going to prosper. You know, it really is. It's going to prosper. It's got, it's got a very big future in front of it, with me or without me. Okay? And that's the way it's supposed to be. I believe that from the bottom of my heart. But I do believe, which ultimately I believe we have health. But I believe there's some unhealthy things. And I think the unhealthy thing is this, is that we have left this thing called grace. We've gotten away from it. Everything that good happens to the church or everything that good happens to us as individuals is, is the grace of God. It's not what we do. We've gotten into too much of how we do it. Oh, if we, and I don't want to keep hammering this stuff, but I think I just want us to get this. I want real freedom. And I think real freedom comes from the real gospel. I don't want a God that i got to satisfy constantly. I can't satisfy Him. I'll never be good enough. I'll spend my wheels in life doing that. I see that rampant amongst us. So this is the truth. I want to tell you this. Every one of you in this room this morning, you are free to sin. You are free to backslide. You are free not to read the Bible. You are free not to come to this church. You are free not to give your money. You're free. I want to. I want to loose you. You're free if you're doing anything in this church ministry-wise. If you want to stop, you're free to stop. I'm going to give you the freedom to today. I want to. Give, it's a choice for you. Okay. I want to give you the freedom to to make that choice, just like Adam and Eve had that choice. They made a choice. We all have to make the choice. That's where our real freedom is. And when it comes that we have to do certain things, we have to worship a certain way, we have to be there, we have to do Oh, I have to do this. I said I'd do it. I have to do it. And, you know, just figure out your little list. Okay? I want to set you free from it today. Okay? And you can make a choice between you and God. Am I going to follow you tomorrow, Lord? Or am I going to you know, go the other way? I hope you'll make the right choice. 
but I don't want you to feel like you have to. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Because you don't have to. That's religion. We don't. We want to eliminate every law there is. Every law. I want to. I want to wash them out of here. I want to wash them out of my life because I've lived under laws all my life, and I don't want my three children to live under laws. I want them to be set free because I yearn for freedom. I yearn for it. I yearn for it. It's the thing that gives me life. Are, are y'all with me? I mean, I think I've sort of not made this real clear, but and I pray you won't go out and sin. <laughs> I pray you'll come back to church next Sunday. I pray whatever ministry you're doing, you'll keep doing it. I pray you'll be nice to me. <laughs> You know, I pray all those things. But I just want to take the half two off of you. Larry said this morning, it was prophetic what Larry said. It's a holiday. It's a holiday. And I just want uh, to remove the half two and give you the get to. I wish I could say this the way I really feel it. I wish I could really communicate what's in my heart. But, you know, I've got to live the same myself. And I know me. Me is death, you know. Amen? Me is bondage. And we want, I really want those prodigals to come home. But I really know why they haven't. It's because they found too much of the elder brother there who said, this is what he said to Jesus, or to the Father. You never do a party for me, my friends. That's what he said to them. This son of yours who's done all this bad stuff. And and the father said, Well, heck everything I've got. This always been yours. You, you can have a, in other words, you can have a party anytime you want to. You know, you want to party, just say, I want a party. He would have had the party. But but he was under bondage. Do you see that? He was under bondage. He lived under rules. I want everybody who lives under rules to get out from under rules this morning. Because if you don't fall away from the Lord, you'll be an elder brother. You'll be a miserable old soul. And I just want to set you free from that if I can. Amen? Set, Lord, let's be set free. Well, Lord, uh, you said something in the Word about whatever we speak that it imparts grace to the hearers. And that's what I'm asking you to do. What has been spoken this morning would impart that grace to loose us from bondage. Um, bondage of sin, Lord, that, that's right. That's right. The Lord wants to set you free. Bondage of having to. Bondage of religion. All those things. The Lord wants to wash them off of you today. He wants... Larry said... I think Larry said... He said something about the burden of the Lord being light. The yoke of the Lord being easy. God is saying that to you this morning. He wants to give you that. He wants to impart that to you. Do you hear me? He wants That's real freedom. You can receive that if you'll believe it. You can receive it if you want it. Just ask Him, Lord, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. That's right. I want that. Lord, I want that. I want that for me personally. I don't want my kids to live under something I've put on them, Lord. I want to set my children free. We need to set our children free. Some parents in this room.
they can't live up to your expectations. Those expectations are not the Lord, and it's killing your kids. It's crushing them. They can't carry the way that you've put on them. And the reason I can say that, I've done that to my kids, and I've seen what it's done to them. And you need to loose your kids this morning and set them free. You just need to loose it. They cannot live up to what you have placed before them. Now, I know that's the truth. And I want you to set them free today in your heart. But you're not going to set them free unless you're free. You've got to get free to set people free. I've got to get free. Amen? So, Father, in the name of Christ, I'm invoking Christ in this room. I'm invoking the name of Christ. I don't know what else to do. I just feel like God wants to do something. If you if you had to leave, it's 20 minutes till by or 25 minutes till by that clock. You can be dismissed. I want you to go because I don't want you to be distracted, and that's okay because people have to go. But I think God wants to do something. Okay, so if you need to be dismissed or go tend to your children, you know that's fine. It doesn't make you any less, you know, because you can be in your car and God can get you. It's not in a place. <laughs> but I think I want God to do something this morning. I want God to dismantle. You know, when we were singing that last song, Lord, I give you my heart, I kept saying, Lord, dismantle me. Dismantle me. Dismantle everything that I have built contrary to you, contrary to the word of grace. Paul said this in, in Bobrin Acts 20. He was telling the Ephesian elders, the elders of the church, he said, I commend you to God and the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. You want to you wanna be built up and you want an inheritance this morning that God has designed for you. It's the word of His grace. It is not the letter of the law. It's the word of His grace. That will build you up. That will give you the inheritance that you so long for and desire. Do you hear me? God wants you to have that. This is not me just trying to pump you up. Believe me, I would rather just bail out of this situation right now and save myself. Brandon, Brandon, I've been wanting to say this. You're free. Do you hear me? Jesus has set you free, Brandon. He does not have any kind of expectations from you this morning. Do you hear me? He doesn't have any kind of rules for you this morning, any kind of laws for you. He's saying, Brandon, if you want me, you can make that choice. But I accept you and love you just the way you are. You don't have to live up to me or anybody else. Do you hear me, Brandon? And for all the other Brandons and Byrons in this room, that's the word of the Lord for you. You're free. God accepts you right now. There's no list that He wants to give you. And oh, by the way, you need to read your Bible every day. You need to pray every day. You better act right when you come to church. You better treat the pastor with respect. We'll leave that one on there. <laughs> just, just kidding. You're accepted in the Beloved. You are accepted. You're accepted. You're accepted, Jackie. Right now. Totally. And Jackie, you are accepted in this church if you don't ever do anything. Do you understand me? You're accepted. Not because of what you do and who you are. It's, it is really who you are. It's because Jesus Christ lives in you. 
And He has made you accepted. Do you hear me? And, I, and, and, and Jamal, you're accepted today, son. You're accepted. You are accepted. You don't have to live up there. You are not something less. If you feel like you've fallen short, well, well come on. Come up here with me, and I'll stand right beside you and say I've fallen short because the Bible says we all, all have fallen short. You're no different than anybody else in this room, Jamal. Someone said, you know, there seems to be in this church, you know, people who, you know, think they're more spiritual than other people. Well, let me just say something. There is nobody in this church more spiritual than anybody else. I want to race that line this morning. We're racing any lines of who's spiritual and who's not spiritual. I love, I love my son Aaron. He's not really following. I love that boy to death. I love him. I would do anything for him. And he knows. Now, some things I won't do for his good, but for his, one, for his betterment in life, I will do whatever it takes. Not because of what he's done, because he's rejected me and laughed at me and rejected everything I believed in. Do you hear me? God wants that kind of atmosphere in this room. I want to remove the division that are here in this church between us. And I want to say, there's no, we're not going to have any of this clergy lady thing. I don't think we have it, but if anybody thinks we do, let's just get rid of that mess right now. There's no, you know, like, well, the pastors and the people who work here are better than, than me. We're not. We're all on the same level. Do you hear me? Let's erase that stuff. Let's get it out. There's not a more spiritual group in this church than a less spiritual group. Let's throw that stuff out the window. Oh, there's some of us struggling more and having a harder time than others. There's some of us that are less mature spiritually. Oh, gosh. You know. Yeah. We're here for the immature. We, ain't, we all need to leave. In a family, you have younger children. They're immature, less mature than the older ones. Do you judge those younger ones because they're acting maybe immature but compared to the old ones? No. You love them where they're at. I want that. Do you hear me? That's what we are saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're saying to you as a church. That's how we feel. You do not have to be anything special to be in this church. You don't have to be some super spiritual saint. In fact, we want a bunch of old sorry sinners in here. That's what we want. Struggling people. They've backslidden, Lord. You know, what are we going to do with them? They're cussing still. They're drinking still. They're smoking still. We want them people. We, I got trouble, brother. Pastor, I have trouble. I look at pornography. Praise God. The Lord wants to set you free. He wants to set you free. You're in the right place. You're not judged this morning. If there's judgment, man, we're saying out with that. We want to release grace to you. Do you hear me? I want you to feel God's love and acceptance right where you're at right now. Right where you're at right now. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to change. You really don't. I want you to change. Jesus wants you to change. But you don't have to. You get to. Do you hear me? And I want to say this. And I'm just way out here on the line. I'm just going to be way out here. Ron Eckert, I really appreciate you. I really do. I appreciate you sitting there with, with your gray hair around a bunch of maniacs. You know, and for years you've put up with it. You know? But you're a very valuable person. 
And it's not just because of what you do. Do you hear me? And I'm blessed. You are hammering away and sweeping the floor and calling. and I, All that's a blessing. But if you never did any of that, you're a valuable person in this church. And I want and any person that's old, any, you know, you're young. You know, I'm all the young old people, Neil and Jenny's mom. We value you in this church. It's not just young people we value. We value the young. Do you hear me? But I want, I want us to break down the distinction between young and old, women and men, black and white, Hispanic. Do you hear me? And I want us all to feel like that we are truly accepted by the Lord for not one thing we've done, but everything He's already done. And if we act any other way, come and say, this is the way y'all acting. Y'all ain't right. <laughs> Do you hear me? Let's roll out the red carpet for the Lord. And if we'll roll the red carpet out for the Lord in this church, every person in this room that walks in the door of this church will feel this love and acceptance. They will feel God loving them. They'll feel God's acceptance. They'll feel the grace of God in them. Amen? I just want to do this. Um, I've got it written down. I wrote it down before Byron started preaching. Um, I really believe this is the word of the Lord to us today because it's, while we were in worship, the Lord gave me this scripture in uh, Genesis 49. Uh, it's the blessing of Israel upon his son, Naphtali. And he said, Naphtali is a doe set free. He gives beautiful words. And then... Right after that, we began to sing that song. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. And when our mouths are filled with grace, we will be like a doe set free. And we will run upon the high places with the living God. And He will cause us to prosper in our ways. And nothing will trip us up. We'll be able to run on those craggy places that others cannot stand or run. And this is what the Lord has as a future for this church. That this would be a place where words of grace, not legalism and judgment, but words of grace would heal the nations. That was the Lord, wasn't it? With the worship team, you are free to not be exuberant in worship in this church. I'm serious. You are free to sit doing worship. You're free to stand and be exuberant. Okay? But we're going to just end with that worshipful thing, that song again. That was really the... Yeah. Yeah, that one y'all were doing, whatever it was. How are y'all going to do it? Whatever you want to do. You have a choice. <laughs> but I want to just pray a prayer uh, before they do that, because I know everybody's dispersing. But I think, was it, uh, the Scripture says, Zerubbabel would come to the mountain of the Lord, putting the capstone on it, shouting grace, grace to it. You know, and it talked about not by might, not bore by power, but by my spirit. And the capstone was sort of the last thing, the finishing touch on the on the temple. 
And they were struggling building the temple. It was a mess. You know, people were just, you know, things were falling apart. But it said, shout grace, grace to it. Okay? And that's what I want to do. I want to shout it to you. And if you want to receive an impart, and I'm going to just, this is by faith. If you want to receive an impartation of grace when I shout it, I want you to open your hands. You know, stand up and open your hands, or sit down and open your hands. But I would like for you to open your hands. Do humor me and open your hands. <laughs> but I want to shout grace, grace to you that you would receive it, Lord. I just stand with you today and agree with you that says grace, grace to these people, Lord. Grace, grace to this congregation, Lord. Grace, grace to this church. Grace, grace to our families. Grace, grace to our prodigals. Grace, grace to our community, our bosses, our jobs, our lives. Lord, I say grace, 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 grace to it. Release it, Jesus, to us. Amen.